everyone. Welcome to Driving a Tin Can. This is episode number three, and I think this is the one I am most excited for so far. There's only been three of them, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm really excited for today's. Um, if you're still sticking around after listening to episode two, I really appreciate it, because going back and listening to it, I'm going to title that one, the one where I said, um, because holy cow, I said, um, so many times, but I decided that I'm still going to post it for a couple of reasons. One, because I said, this is going to be unfiltered, uncut, largely unedited. Um, and so there I did it again. Um, uh, did it again. (laughs) So I just wanted to be real. And I said, um, a lot in that episode. And I just want people to, I guess, see that things don't have to be perfect and it's better to have it done than for it to be perfect. And this is so new that, you know, episode two really, if, if I make a lot of episodes, episode two, one episode where I said, um, a lot is not going to have a huge effect on it. And now I'm thinking I need to go back to episode one and see how many times I said, um, but anyway, uh, episode three today of driving a tin can. The whole premise behind this podcast is what I already mentioned being an essentially unedited podcast that I record as I drive. I currently have a long commute and I've just decided that I want to bring some value as I spend all of this time in the car. So I'm going to record as I drive and that means you're going to hear when I go over a bump and it makes a noise and when it rains or when there's a siren, or when someone's honking, whatever, the phone picks up, you're going to hear, and I'm not going to be editing that out. So I think it's kind of an interesting uh, take on a podcast, and I don't know, maybe somebody else is doing this too, but for me, I thought it was a unique idea. If you want to know why it's called Driving a Tin Can, I will tell you again. I'm not going to explain it in every podcast episode, But I would hate for anyone to have to go back and listen to episode two where I said, um, every other word or, uh, so I'll tell it to you again in episode three, but not in every episode. Basically driving a tin can is a concept that I had when I was younger, uh, especially when I started driving. I just thought it was funny how we invented a method for ourselves to get around and for whatever reason when I got behind the wheel I just felt like I had taken a giant tin can and put wheels on it and a steering wheel and that's what I was driving around and I still think it's kind of a funny concept. Made a unique name for the podcast. I was hoping it would draw some attention and people might think it was funny and also because I'm recording this as I'm driving I just thought that it was somewhat fitting, even though I feel like I need to explain it every time. But like I said, I'm not going to. Anyway, I've mentioned, I think in both previous episodes, that we're currently in the middle of the COVID-19, the coronavirus pandemic. It's probably not accurate to say the middle of it anymore, because a lot of things are opening up now, and death rates are going down, I would say the board it's I've really reached the point where I can't 
take in all of the media, all of the stories. Uh, I've had to kind of block a lot of it out recently because it's just been so much and so long now. So I, I don't have any hard statistics to tell you, but we've been dealing with this for, let's see, probably between two and three months. I don't think it's hit quite three months. Maybe it has. You know, it came to the United States earlier in the year than we had shutdowns and things. So it's it's been a while, but it's just been a lot. And the reason I brought it up in this episode as well is because what today's episode is about, and I think probably the next episode, because I have so much that I want to say and share that I think I will need two parts to this, but I want to talk to the 2020 graduates and more specifically high school graduates than college graduates, although I think a lot of what I'm going to say probably still applies, but in my mind, I'm speaking more to high school graduates. And I just wanted to share some thoughts that I have for the 2020 graduates and maybe some wisdom, maybe it's not wisdom, but they're, they're just thoughts that I have. And around this time of year, it's May right now, toward the end of May, a lot of graduation ceremonies, not really ceremonies, but festivities, I guess we'll call them, have happened already for a lot of students. A lot of schools had parades, made yard signs for their seniors. A lot of them had designated times where families would walk with the graduate into the school, be given their diploma, and then walk out, and then the next family would come in uh, to prevent any sort of cross-contamination and those sorts of things. So it's definitely been a very strange graduation season, but nonetheless, around this time, it always makes me reflect back on this time in my life, and I just wanted to share some things, and like I said, I have so many things that I want to share. This will probably be two parts. So to get started, I really, I think it would be hard to send any message to 2020 graduates without first just recognizing the loss that I'm sure a lot of them are feeling right now. You're not celebrating with your families probably the way you anticipated. Some of you may be, but a lot of you probably haven't. A lot of you probably didn't have the graduation ceremony that you thought that you would. A lot of you are probably missing out on different events the school may have had. And I remember those events and just really loving it. So my heart goes out to any senior in high school or in college who was really looking forward to this time in life. I mean, I I honestly do think it's a loss. And, you know, I think that we all should recognize that. But I'm also proud of the seniors that I've either known or talked to or heard about, I think a lot of them have taken it in stride and have accepted it. And, you know, it's just like anything else, I suppose, the vacations that have been canceled and different events in people's lives, weddings that have been postponed. We're all sort of dealing with a level of disappointment and delay in our lives. But, you know, this is just a really big time. Uh, especially for high school seniors. So I'm just, 
I think they're doing overall a really good job of staying positive and um, making the most of this situation. But I also want to say, you know, the ceremony, the party, the pictures, they are the prize of graduation. The prize is your journey to get to here. And I know that sounds cliche, but I think it's really true. I think it's true in most things that whatever we work toward in life, once we achieve it, we actually find out that the prize was more the journey of getting there than it was the actual achievement. I certainly felt that way in high school and I hope that you will feel that way as well because this weird time that we're in with the COVID-19 and and the delays and the cancellations and all of that does not define your whole journey of getting here. I just want people, I just want high school seniors and college seniors to remember that. And also, I think that you've been given a really amazing opportunity. And again, I, I feel like that seems cliche to say, you know, here's someone who just wants to paint a rosy picture for everyone who's experiencing something hard right now. But I, I really do believe this is true. You have seen the social environment uh, just so broken and, and the problems, and I'm going to speak of the United States specifically, but problems have been highlighted and, and you just see people everywhere who need help. And I think that you know, you've seen the best and the worst of people probably, but we often miss opportunity because it's dressed in overalls and looks like work. That is not a quote that I came up with. It's a quote from someone else. I'm not sure who right now, but you know, that's true. We, we are probably looking at this environment that we're in and, and I have to be honest, I'm looking at it and thinking, oh my goodness, you know, politically, socially, mentally, things just seem like a mess in this country. But like I was saying, I think so many things are highlighted that need attention that what an amazing opportunity if you are if you are graduating high school and you're getting ready to embark on your next journey, where can you help? What can you do? What can you devote your your work to, your life to? I think you are seeing right now so many areas that you can honestly make an incredible difference and you know that's what lies ahead of you it's an opportunity to work in areas that that really matter and not to say that we're going to have another pandemic or you know bad situation like this one happen again but there will be bad situations and like I said I think this situation has highlighted areas that need addressed for our everyday lives as well so I hope that you can find the opportunity in sort of the disappointment I know that would be a difficult thing and I'm not saying that I would do it perfectly but hard things really do build character and build strength and I think that's really important and you're you're seeing a country a world that you can participate in and that on some level I hope is exciting 
Now, I'm several years removed from graduating. Um, but like I said, I've been really reflecting recently on that time in my life. And so I wanted to share um, some of the things that I think I've learned and that I really hold in my heart and in my mind to be true. And I hope that you find them helpful. Number one is don't strive for followers. Strive for influence. And I wanted to say this because social media has made it pretty much a competition of how many likes you can get, how many followers you have, and that's not where true value lies. Just because you have a lot of followers doesn't mean that you have a lot of influence necessarily. Now, having a lot of people follow you on social media means that you have the potential to influence people, but I guess it doesn't necessarily mean that you are influencing them in a valuable way. And that's kind of the distinction I want to make is that your number of followers is not an indication of your value and also not an indication of the value of the content or the messages you could be putting out there. And we all know that social media platforms sort of ebb and flow in terms of how popular the platform is itself, how many people are using the platforms. And you don't want to tie your identity or your value to those followers, but you can build lasting influence and and be someone that people trust and be someone that people look to as an example and just make sure that the example is something that you're proud of. And that's something, influence is something to take, that will carry with you into the workplace. And, um, you know, you really have an opportunity to be a role model, not just to younger people, but really all of your peers. And, um, you know, I think it's just important to remember influence over popularity or influence over followers. Number two is find a purpose because purpose will keep you going when everything else runs out. And what I mean by that is you can be really excited about something. You can be, you know, set on your career path. You could be set on what you're going, going to study in college. And no matter what that looks like for you no matter what your next step is you're going to have challenges you're going to have difficulties and there are things that are going to be obstacles to whatever it is and maybe maybe you're not even thinking about this in terms of a career or a job or a field of study doesn't matter really anything in life is going to prevent present you challenges and you're going to get frustrated and you're going to get tired. I mean, those are just realities. And then all of a sudden your excitement's not going to carry you through. Your even preparation, your knowledge, your experience won't always carry you through. There's limits to those things. And, you know, you may even come up against situations where you want to give up. Maybe they're so uncertain 
you're, you're tired of the uncertainty, you are tired of just the struggle, I mean, it, it probably will happen with most things in life. It, it's just a fact of life. But having purpose, feeling a purpose, making a difference, something you're really, you know, you hold deep in your heart is something you really care about, that is what keeps you going when things are tough. Way more than the fact that your mom or dad wants you to work in this field of study or this job. Way more than the fact that your friends are doing it. Way more than the money even. Um, The money will not always keep you going either, you know, if that's what you're working toward. When things get really tough and really challenging, remembering your purpose, why you did it in the first place, why you care about it is really going to carry you a lot further. And so it's going to be important to determine your purpose, find your purpose, and remind yourself of that when things are tough. Number three, passion is different than purpose. Have many passions. A lot of people will say, find what you're passionate about and use you know, do that for a job because if you find something you love, you'll never work a day in your life. That, that may be true for some people. That may absolutely be true. But I want to make a distinction between passion and purpose because you can have a lot of passions. Like, you can be passionate about photography, but that doesn't necessarily mean that's going to be your job. You can be passionate about... Maybe you're passionate about quilting. That doesn't necessarily mean it's your job. Maybe you're passionate about hunting. Again, it doesn't necessarily mean that's your job. It might be your hobby, something you enjoy doing. Um, You know, it helps you relax. Maybe you're really passionate about music. Again, it doesn't necessarily mean it will be your career. And so... I think it's important to make that distinction because it's hard when you don't have passions in life because you need passions in life. And I guess sometimes we don't have passions in life because we're so focused on our career or getting good grades and honestly that's what happened to me I mean I think I have struggled in this area and that's why I want to bring it up I worked really really hard to get really good grades both in high school and in college and I wasn't nurturing passions I wasn't nurturing these hobbies or these side interests that I had I was just so consumed with doing a good job that I didn't really develop passions. And so what that means is, like, for example, it was just Memorial Day weekend, and I had a four-day weekend, and I felt bored for a lot of it because I don't have a lot of these hobbies or passions that I nurtured since the time I was in high school. Do I feel like I have purpose? I do. But I feel like I don't have enough passions. Now, I, I'm passionate about things. I love animals. I love music. I like to read. There are things that I enjoy doing. I love to hike. I love to bike. 
but I think I should have spent more time nurturing passions, things that I just enjoy that aren't necessarily my career, um, because that's what you fill your life with when you do have the time. That's what really enriches your life and gives your life more color, um, and it, it is different than purpose. Your purpose probably will be a passion, I will say that, but you know, don't feel like you can't have separate interest from your job or your field of study. I think it's really good and important to have many passions. The next is a quote that I actually want to read so I don't get it wrong. I love this quote. It might take me a second to find it. The quote is, change your opinions, keep your principles, change your leaves, keep your roots by Victor Hugo. And when I first read that, I just absolutely loved it because I think it's so important and so true and and illustrates it in a pretty clear way, what they're trying to say. Change your opinions, keep your principles. Meaning, we all have opinions about a lot of things. And I'll use COVID just because it's so relevant right now. We have, a lot of people have opinions about a lot of facets of this. Um, But as more information becomes available, as things go on, we, we hear from more people, we see more behaviors unfold, then we start to form different opinions or we change our opinions a little bit. But... What I think is important is you can change your opinion, but have principles in your life that sort of guide those opinions, and then don't compromise those. So figure out what's really important to you, sort of your guiding principles for your life, what you really believe in, and and carry those with you always, but be able to change your opinions surrounding those. I think you can be person of principles and still change your opinion. It's harder, and all these things I'm talking about in terms of influence and things, it's harder to have influence when you're someone who changes your principles a lot. Not that you can't change your principles, you absolutely can as you grow and mature and and gain wisdom. You can absolutely change your principles. Um, But I would say those should change less then your opinions can change and we should seek to change our opinions honestly as we do gain wisdom as we do gain more information and then change your leaves keep your roots I think is is really important as well is similar in terms of think of your principles your values almost as your roots you can change your leaves different things in your life you're going to let go of different things you're going to pick up. You're going to grow in different ways, new in different ways, sprout new leaves, if you will, but keep your roots. And I think that also applies to remembering where you come from and valuing that. I just really love that quote and I guess take some time. I I recommend taking some time. And what does that mean to you? Um, 
and maybe it doesn't mean a lot to you right now, but maybe it, it will in a few years. I don't know. I just really love that quote. I love a lot of quotes, so I wanted to share that. Uh, Number five is success is measured differently in the real world. And what I mean by that is when we're in school, we sort of have this standard by which we are measured um, grade-wise. We have standardized testing. We have just normal tests. And they're measuring different different things about us and the way that we remember information and process and comprehend and can form arguments and and, and just different things. And we can figure out how to do well in school. We know if we put in this much work, you know, we'll probably have better results. And we have this system of measurement for school being grades and you're more successful hypothetically in school if you get better grades and it's it's the system that is set up for us in the real world we're not getting grades most of the time you you can be evaluated in your job and you know have different achievements and and there is systems of measurements in that way but just because you work really hard and study up and put in your all doesn't mean you're necessarily getting a better grade than your coworkers who maybe aren't putting in that same amount of effort. It's just a different system when you're not in school. And I think it can be a shock for some people. It was for me. As I mentioned before, I worked really, really hard to have really good grades. And once I graduated, I worked really, really hard in my job, but it didn't necessarily mean I was any more successful than anyone else. And I just want to throw that out there because, it, like I said, it can be a shock. It can be difficult. But here's the other thing. I think it's really important, and I wish that we would focus on this more as we are in school, or I wish teachers or school systems would focus on this more just because someone doesn't get good grades or doesn't work really hard in school doesn't mean that they're not brilliant quite frankly some of the smartest people I have met some of the smartest people I know in my personal life weren't very good students but they are just brilliant so incredibly smart so incredibly capable And I just think that something's a little off with how we measure students in school. We're comparing grades, and there's just intelligence that's that's not revealed in those grades. So that probably will frustrate some of you and give some of you a lot of hope. But I just want to mention it. Like, realize once you're out of the system of grading, you know, the, the playing field is... I don't want to say it's level. There's lots of ways we can talk about how it's not an equal playing field, but it's just a different playing field. And I think it's something that is important for us to remember. Number six, and this is the last one I'm going to do in this episode. Like I said, I think I'm going to do uh, a part two. Um, But the last one for this episode is outside of faith 
relationships are the most important thing in life. So I think faith, your faith is absolutely number one and should guide pretty much everything that I've talked about. It should guide your principles. It should guide your influence. It should guide your passions even or, or be a part of it, just sort of infiltrate your life. But outside of that, and, and interestingly enough, um, faith, Christian faith specifically, is about a relationship. But outside of faith, relationships are the most important thing in life. For so many reasons, I think this is true. But I guess my main thing I want to say about this is don't ever underestimate the value of relationships especially of your family but also of friends it's really easy to lose contact with people after high school and college work to nurture relationships and keep them they're they're much harder to form after you leave high school and college because you're not necessarily in a system where you're growing up with people for years growing together learning together spending so much time together yes you will have co-workers but a lot of times people have so much of their own lives and they're not necessarily as similar as they are when we're in school because we're all sort of in the same boat and at the same level and at work it's just not that way and relationships we need people it's hard to be in isolation. It's hard to feel lonely. I mean, it's a horrible, horrible feeling. Don't forget your family. I mean, people can't be replaced. A lot of other things in life can be replaced, but people cannot be replaced. So value and love your family, value and love your friends, and don't give up on relationships easily because they are harder to come by the older you get and you will need people and you will need relationships and you'll want memories and you'll want those people to do life with so don't ever underestimate the value of relationships and work hard to maintain them work hard to nurture them check on your friends check on your family it's really important probably the most important thing I've said so far just because like I said we can't replace people well that is all for episode one I feel like this is probably a lot longer than I even realized um, but I will do an episode two because I think these are important things and I think it's fun to talk about and reflect on my own experiences and share those things with you Thank you for listening. I hope you made it to the end. I didn't say um as much, which I'm proud of. And I'll aim to not say um as much from here on out. Hope you have a great rest of your day. Stay safe. I'll talk to you soon.